Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers. Burgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons sitting on the porch on a beautiful, beautiful Saturday afternoon here at Mill Burgers and uh, ready to talk gardening with you. Yeah, it is beautiful. It's nice yeah, to see is, the rain. If it rain a little harder even. Oh, no, man. <laughs> just enjoy this but yes and i think uh what laura told me was it was going to stop around noon and then pick up again around one. Oh, so uh it was uh i'll check i'll check accuweather but accuweather no uh, weather.gov and we'll see when i left home i, I didn't check my gauge i should have but it was uh a really steady good wet uh, good rain was the kind of, the kind of rain that would uh, be more than a trace, but at the, at this point I think it would probably tenth of an inch or two tenths of an inch. Oh, that's good. Okay. Well, I think more is coming, and then they've got the tropical storms. I uh, saw that. Yeah. Um, and I've been reading an interesting book on. Uh, I don't even know how to, to begin to discuss it. It's just fascinating, but I know it involves kind of what we do. We talk about. Uh, on the Dust Bowl uh, okay. and the growing conditions and the, the, the farmers and the wheat crops going up in price and them planting more and then they, they drop suddenly and then then these farmers are doubling down to make money. They're planting more wheat and it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and, of course, you know how it ends. Uh, so it's you just know they're, they're setting themselves up. But it is not. It just occurred. Oh, no, it's another crop, too. I think Mala? it was. It was no. That was they Argum? Were, I think they had started with cotton or something, and they were talking about one particular farmer in Dalhart, and yeah. and then he got hailed out. Oh my! Yeah, and you know everything was invested in that. This was his first time, and yeah, and apparently uh, hail in the uh, in the Panhandle can be pretty. Uh, oh yeah, pretty big. They talked about softball size hail. <laughs> and it took out. It would take out homes. It would oh, take. Oh yeah, yeah, and so, people. Yeah, yeah. They you out in it. So it just. I don't know why, but it just. Uh, I thought of Calvin's story about the peaches and the yeah. how difficult it is to to actually be a farmer. So first time, I, first time I was in Lubbock, right, out, yeah. right outside of Lubbock. Uh, the first time I was in a field out there planting watermelons, I think. And I got hailed on, rained on, <laughs> and were walking in dust. Well, welcome to the extension service. Yeah, I, know, I was going to say that's a, wow. Because the hail was, and rain was blowing so hard sideways mm. that part of the bed was uh, dust. Yeah. And the other part was sopping wet. Man. I, I, I was in the and I was in the middle of a, a large field. 
It's a fascinating book by uh, <laughs> Timothy Egan. I'm forgetting something. The Worst of Times or something like that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. But anyway, that was that was. That's l- a depressing book, Milton. It's it, it it is a little bit. I was texting a little bit. I was texting the person that that sent it to me, and I said, "Oh, just finished the first chapter about Dalhart. Now we're going to Bowie's, Oklahoma. I'm sure things are going to get better, aren't they?" He said, "I've been reading this book. I'm almost finished. I keep waiting for things to get better. <laughs> they don't. So far, they the don't. Yeah. But it is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, well, what was the book? Was it?" Uh, Steinbeck? Yeah. We talked about, that was a, uh, was it the Grapes of Wrath? Grapes of Wrath. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was another, another one of those books that uh, was well written and fascinating, but was not the kind of thing to cheer <laughs> that, you up. No. But uh, it is fascinating. It, this is nonfiction. So anyway, I don't know what made me think of that, except that I was reading about Reading about agriculture and growing things. Yeah. They, so, could, they couldn't even use Esperanza and Firebush up there. <laughs> no, is that right? Yeah, it's Cucot. Uh, oh, geez, yeah. yeah they, they, they brought <laughs> that up, it'll, too. It'll freeze they, out. In the, if it lasts till winter, it'll freeze out. And every, every third or fourth paragraph talks about the buffalo grass. And it makes me think of you, just the uh, <laughs> how, how it was doing and stuff. But anyway, all right, well, 210... 308-8867, 210-308-8867. Trace is coming up to talk Here to us. Here he comes. Here he comes. Hey, Trr. Okay. <laughs> I need to set you up better so you can just put him on if I'm going to go that so way. So you didn't. So he doesn't have to throw the thing at you? No, he doesn't have to throw it to me anymore. Oh, wow. That was half of the excitement in the first um, of the show. It was kind of hard making it up here because of these unique uh, plants right next to me. Oh, what's yeah. that? Well, Jerry was supposed to get the ride up on I them. I got it. Oh, okay. They, uh, that's a new, it's a new Pierce's Great. disease that kills the grapes. Oh. Pierce's resistant grapes. Oh, really? And Dr. Stein, Larry Stein, who's our... Horticultures for the area, for the state, uh, stuck some cuttings, uh, stuck us some cuttings over at uh, R and D or research and development. Some of these are pretty big. Yeah, they're they're big, big nice grapes because uh, the cuttings we stuck were pretty large, and the the plants are several, I guess, two years old. And uh, it's called 1,400 White Seedless Grape, okay? So it's a new white seedless table grape uh, that's Pierce's, resist- Pierce's disease resistant. So if you, if you, now that doesn't mean it's cotton root rod resistant. But uh, if you have an area that you don't have a, a lot of cotton root rot in, or you want to buy one of these plants and graft it to your Mustang uh, grape vine, which is a disease, of, which is uh, cotton root right? cotton root rot resistant, uh, you could try this and. Uh, Dr. Stein and all of them have, I think this thing came from uh, California. I don't know where, but uh, it's called 1400 White Seedless Grape. 
It's my and understanding I'm the only one that has them. You're the only one that has them. Oh, wow. We didn't propagate very many. And uh, so... Don't get too excited, Milton. There's like six or eight of them. There's nine. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, if you want to try this new grape, brand new on the market, uh, it came, came along after... Um, Victoria Red. Yeah, we had a couple, we had of, one. couple of small landowners. Oh, they had we somebody else. That was, yeah, we had a couple people ask us yeah, about we're that. Looking, yes, looking for week. something like that, yeah. yeah. Hey, we got a couple calls. Can we go to them? How no. much are they? And we'll make it the we got official plant of the weekend. Twenty four ninety nine. Twenty four ninety nine. unique. And uh, like I said, we're the only ones that have it. And what oh. is it called again? It's got a number. Fourteen hundred new white seedless table break. Very cool. Fourteen hundred. Okay. So if they want to come, they can call you. They can call 210-497-3760. Yeah, there's not, not going to be any more after these. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, so you better call and have these put aside for you. 210-497-3760. Fourteen hundred white seedless table grape. Cool. All right, let's go to those phone lines now. Let's go to Ann first at 210-308-8867. Ann, did you get some rain? Yes, got about an inch. Wow. Wow. Good for you. It is good. You're Where right. are you, Ann? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't have, I'm east of San Antonio, and I won't have to water this weekend now. But I do have a couple of quick questions. Okay. I have an antique chestnut rose, several bushes, and I didn't prune them earlier this year, and I called you and you said, wait until after the spring bloom, which I did, and that was fine. But now it's so hot. When when should I prune them next? They do need it, but I can wait till fall if, you know, if need be. I, thought, I thought you said you pruned them after they bloom. No, that's what you suggested, and I just never got around to doing <laughs> oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, this yeah. is, you told me to do the right the thing. I, I just didn't follow your good advice. Well, we were talking about uh, September. Okay. And uh, I noticed that some of my tough modern roses are putting perking up a little bit, too. Yeah. yeah. And they well, will after are, this rain. Yeah, these are so big, and they do need pruning, so I'll wait until next month, say the end of September when it's not quite so hot, hopefully. That's right. That'll be all right. It doesn't okay, matter. Now. Well, you could even do it now. Yeah. Um, okay. Because uh, they respond very quickly if we get a, some cool evenings, or Jerry, as Jerry mentioned, or a couple of days of this kind of rain, mm-hmm. and you'll get, yeah. you'll get some response. They want... They want to grow, and uh, and I'm not they sure about the do. chestnut. Uh, yeah. that, uh, that thing has uh, ro- thorns on it, doesn't it? Yes, it's also called a burr because it has yeah. the little thorny things, and the yeah. branches are full of thorns, so it's no yeah. fun to prune them. <laughs> but anyway, I will. And my second question, I have several little areas in my San Augustine grounds grass, most of them about um, a foot in diameter. There's one that's a little larger. I have looked and looked around the edges of all of them, and I haven't seen any. I can't find anything moving. So is there such a thing as brown patch or something like that? It's pretty pretty tough to have brown patch now. 
Um, have you have you experimented a little bit with hand watering and, and making sure that it's not just a, a starting of a, a dry spot? We're seeing a lot well, of that. Well, I, I don't know. I, I've watered consistently. I, I water for an hour and a half or two hours at a spot once a week or so, and these all get the same water as everything around them and i just i i, I just wondering what yeah well to that, do. that 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 that's the issue because our sprinkler systems put water out uh, it's not in a irregular basis i mean the thing we learned in sauce and we did the research was that sprinkler systems were notorious for putting yeah, erratic amounts of water. Well, I'm old-fashioned. I don't have a sprinkler system. I move hoses. Okay. <laughs> um, and then the uh, let's see the uh, the other issue is compact soil. Our soils are are uh, inconsistent and they're uh, rocky. Some of them are real shallow places and deeper. Do a, if yeah. if you don't mind. Do a little experiment. Just take your uh, hand watering and every day for three days or four days and see if it doesn't respond with a little green up okay and then that'll that'll just show you that'll just tell you that uh, it is related to 102 degrees yeah. and and after this rush you said you had over an inch of rain well that's true if you you, you probably will get a response to yeah. the, well and the i had a lot uh, last monday I had wow. a couple of inches then, and so I, I don't. I'm sorry. By chance, do you have a dog? No. Okay. And and that, I, I do <laughs> realize that my 60 years old, so you know I'm fortunate to have anything, I guess. <laughs> uh, this is this is not next to a sidewalk or a driveway, no. is it? It's in the middle of a just a lawn area. Okay. She was looking I, for the chinch bugs, but she didn't find them. Uh, yeah, and, and, uh, oh, well, do they make little brown patches? Yeah. Yep, they do. Now, the well, characteristic there, you would you'd take a little handful of that brown grass, and if it's grubs, the grass would come up, the roots would stay. You know, okay, there'd well, no, now There'd be no roots there. It's kind of late to do anything about grubs this year, isn't it? You're absolutely right, but you just put a put a little note on your calendar, and the next <laughs> next year, about uh, May fifteenth or June one, you put a soil insecticide out there. The same one that would uh, would uh, affect uh, chinch bugs if you had them. I, you know. I did that a couple years ago in a different part of my lawn, and and I just simply didn't do it this year because this wasn't happening. At the time, you were supposed to, you know, work on the grub. But, yeah, this has uh, been a this has been a weird uh, uh, summer and spring. Yeah, um, we're seeing we're well, seeing all kinds of strange responses. Yeah, well, I appreciate your advice, and I'll just Thanks, pray Anne. it'll go away when it cools off and the grubs quit eating, and I'll do it next year. There you year. go. Let us, right. and uh, if you discover a definite uh, cause, let us know. Okay. Okay, thank you very, very much. You bet. All right, we go down to the phone lines for Carol at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Carol, thanks for waiting. What's going on today? How can we help you? Yes, I am here. Thank you so very much for 
take my phone call. My yeah, my questions are very elementary. Please don't laugh. I don't grow trees. I don't grow flowers, but I do love the fresh, sweet tomatoes. So this spring, I bought two、uh, tomato plants. One is called a、uh, called a beef tomato, I think. The other one, I don't remember what it was. The question is, the beef tomato grew about a little bit over a inch, so stopped. Did the other tomato keeps growing? Become like a bush, real big, big. Has a plenty of tomatoes, but the biggest size is like about a、uh, golf ball. The question is, on top of the tomato is white. What is the problem? That if, that if it's if it's white. And kind of、yeah. translucent. The skin is translucent on the fruit. That sunburn. 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 If you can sunburn. see them. Yeah, if you can see them when you walk out to the garden, uh, uh, you you'll get sunburn on them in the spring, especially. Now that's not that big a problem in the fall. Well, but that's the spring. It's not in the fall. In the spring time, yeah. You know, San Antonio is、uh, always hot. Hot. You mean all the tomatoes will have a white top? Well, a lot of the、uh, most of the varieties that that we recommend.、Uh, one of the characteristics is that they have. Adequate foliage to cover the the fruit in our because sun is a major issue here. Oh,、uh, okay. So that's 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 why you know you're you're safer. Yeah. Okay.、Uh, Now I understand. But you know I've been consulted with some friends. They grow tomatoes. One says because it's too much water, so the tomato top is white. And some the other one says maybe the soil lack of lack of what? You have to give、that. them too much water if their soil、oh, yeah, is well drained. Yeah, that's that's another problem. How, how often do you water the tomato? Are they in the ground or in the container? In the in the pot. The pot is really、oh. big. Yeah, about I would say more than two feet deep, very big, very pot, very、uh, thick. It'd be hard to overwater them because if it's if you use a, a potting mix, it's very well drained, and and so the water runs right through. So some people, well, in fact, I've got tomato plants in containers now. I have to water every single day. Yeah. Oh, every yeah. I like before. I did water it every single day. So、uh, I kind of believe that, but I'm not. I'm not sure. I want you、uh, prove it. It was、uh, overwatered. Now that, that that's probably not an issue. It is time、oh, to yank the. This is not the, an issue. 
Oh, you uh, you mean that this is because it's a sunburned, right? Well, the the sunburn is a separate separate issue, and that is, you know, it may be a variety that uh, does very well in some other areas, but it doesn't have the the leaf cover to do well here. Or oh, okay, yeah. For some some reason, there's a, there's some variation on it. Oh, okay. The other the other problem is. Why does the beef tomato grow about one in one feet, one foot, just stop growing? But at the very end, it has one tomato, only one tomato. Why is not growing? Well, it's been too it's been too hot for it to put on any any more blooms that would actually set. So actually, my recommendation was going to be to, to take that one out and plant another variety for fall crop, and don't try to grow one that's so big of a tomato. Do something, uh, you know, celebrity or tycoon. Uh, oh, oh, now here Valley comes Valley. the yeah, here comes the problem. Uh, just uh, in Ju- uh, July 27th, I bought two tomatoes. One is called. Red Rodeo. Yeah, the other is a Celebrity. The, uh, now it's what? Almost a month old. The uh, Red Rodeo grew about, I think, probably over two feet tall. And uh, the Celebrity grew only about a little bit over a foot. Do you mean the ce- Celebrity do not grow very fast? That's more with temperature and fertilizer. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, they both, both of those that you mentioned are uh, what we call semi-determinant, meaning that they grow on a, a smaller side, but that's too small, what you're oh, describing. Oh, it's smaller side. Small. Oh, so you're, they're not big. That's that no problem. And, uh, well, that, that's but they probably they should get bigger as as we get into fall. Yeah. yeah uh, I read that the little card attached to the uh, celebrity. It is uh, ninety days. It will mature. Now it's uh, only a month. You mean I need uh, two more months to see it's growing bigger? Well, oh two, yeah, yeah. Two two more months before it starts ready to produce, and that's when it's bigger. So uh, give it time, and they should produce okay. well for you this fall. I, I use a fertilizer. It's Miracle Grow. This that's very good. yeah, very popular. Yeah. Every and, uh, every every time you water, use that Miracle Grow. Oh, every time. Every time. <laughs> okay, and the other question is. Well, I wonder if my sand, the, the soil is not right, because I mixed it with a lot of sand. So I thought oh, with no. the sand, the water will be very easy to go through. Does it matter too much sand? Yeah, you put, you put sand in the container with the potting mix? Yes, yeah, with the with the regular uh, regular yeah. uh, soil and also with the potting mix that they call potting mix. Right. Is that good enough? Yeah, but don't don't add sand to it next time. When you oh, when you re- when you fill the container, 
Uh, yeah? It's for use regular straight potting mix. Oh. oh. Do I need it to change the soil every season? No. Not None. if you use good potting mix. Yeah. Oh, you get several okay. seasons out of good potting mix. Now that can, that could be that's the sand could be part of the problem on yeah because the fertilizer yeah this is, not is why I thought around. I mentioned it to you I don't know because I live on the golf course they they grow this uh, the grass on the golf course has a lot of sand as I put a got a lot of sand mixed in the soil oh my goodness okay, okay. all right okay it's uh, okay. quite that- the, the tomato white white top is because of the sunburn, right? Right, the white on the top. Uh, okay, all right. Alrighty. Yeah, I think. Yeah, okay. That's all my problem. Thank you so much. Thank you, yeah, Carol. We got to take day. a break. You, you take care. Have a good day too. Back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. You can call us at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. There's lots of great things happening, and you can keep in touch with all the things that are going on at the nursery by going to millburgernursery.com. There you'll find some terrific sales this week, including ceramic and clay pots. Now 20% off all ceramic and clay pots. Huge selection to choose from. You see Sinisa blooming all around town. It's beautiful with its purple blooms, and now you'll find Sinisa on sale in the three- and five-gallon containers, now on sale for just 1688. Perennials are on sale. This is a great way to save. Regularly $6.99 in the number one pot, now just $4.18 or $5 for $20. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on variegated flax lily. You'll save on Mexican bird of paradise. Get this in the eight inch pot, now just $9.88. Gold Star Esperanza and much, much more. Find out all the details at MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. We'll see you at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevard road and welcome back to millburgers gardening south texas on 930 a.m the answer 210-308-8867 uh, communicating with warren remy this week and uh warren said me the biggest problems are, that are going to be coming up for people are termites and rats warren remy and spider-man pest control can help you get rid of both in fact what it may be smart to do is uh to go ahead and be preemptive have them come over take a look see where you're vulnerable so you're not getting rid of them, you're keeping them away. Uh, and uh, Spider-Man and uh, Warren Remy have been doing this since 1976, as I said. And that's the approach they take, is not only do they come spray or come treat, is a better way to put it, but they also look for the vulnerabilities that you have so that you uh, don't have the problem uh, in the future, or it's lesser, and then they can continue to treat. Well, is uh, that vu- is, uh, that's welcome sign to cockroaches at Jerry's house? Is that a vulnerability? <laughs> that big neon sign? Yes. The <laughs> Spider-Man has told them to get rid of that, but Jerry will not and he says free it says free buffet in kitchen floor uh. Jerry's. <laughs> so uh if join you the join the dogs at the dog that's here. right so listen uh, if you're having pest problems the place to go is spider-man termite and pest control 210-656-3721 210-656-3721 or online go spidermanpest.com go spidermanpest.com i had some at crazy ants in my car. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know where they're coming from, but uh, 
I, w- I was explaining to uh, my son Jeremy why they call them crazy ants because they're crazy in the car too. You know, they're running every which way. Did you get rid of them? I just smashed them on the dash of the car. I don't know where they're coming from. Oh, okay. And I, ho- I hope they're not down there eating the insulation off. They're definitely on the move. They're uh, yeah. showing up a lot of places. <laughs> uh, also, one thing about Warren Remedy, Remedy is that uh, they trap the rats. I, I know back in the old days... Uh, my old mama and I would put out rat poison, mm-hmm. which kills the rat. But then you got to smell the rat for 30 or 40 days. Oh, so. The decaying body. So it's better to trap them and uh, get them removed out of it. Yeah, and I think they, they have a number of different things so that the, the, yeah. the rat does not die in the house. No. Uh-uh. One of the strategies is the. Eats the poison and goes next door and dies next door. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry would like that so Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. I'm looking at uh, the gardening calendar for July and August. We're almost through with August. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And uh, the uh, talking about uh, things that we talked about on the show several times, uh, uh, planting grass and sod and turf. Uh, I, I meant to ask Trace if uh, you know if they have plenty of sod. And uh, however, uh, that's uh, you might if you're gonna if you're planting the resod. You better come get whatever they're they've got, or gonna get Monday, Sunday, or Monday because that uh, tropical depression is oh yeah coming right in there by Houston. Well, it's uh, it's funny he is so optimistic that that uh, tropical depression is gonna be here most of the time when we tell him about a forecast. You think that's the difference between 10% and oh, yeah, 70%? Into this one. Well, we've, yeah. we've only got 30% last, right. last weather I saw. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, let me go see what it because looks like. Because they don't know where that thing's going to land for. Yeah. You know, I've melted from Louisiana. Yeah. But it seems like uh, New Orleans and, and Louisiana has a, a magnet that attracts... Tornado, uh, hurricanes. hurricanes, and uh, tropical storms. Because when they come into the Gulf, they, they do seem to come for New Orleans. They do seem to come up that way. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. It is weird. Well, and, and it's interesting because hurricane patterns are dependent so much on the the weather above them, where they're yeah. going. It kind of creates uh, atmosphere. So maybe New Orleans creates a thing. But yeah, on the Gulf Coast, New Orleans gets hit. Of course, Texas does too, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We need a not like New Steve, Orleans. Need Steve Brown to come by again and get some more tomatoes so he can explain <laughs> it to us. Uh, speaking of tomatoes, they've got a beautiful supply of tomatoes after after this rain. If you're waiting for it to, yeah, it's supposed to stay in the 90s, but uh, this rain helps uh, helps uh, a lot of gardeners. Uh, 
Have a fall drawer. These are these are one gallon size, and every every variety that we've talked about being recommended, a lot of the rodeo variety, all the rodeo varieties yeah. are available. Some of them that some of the varieties that I haven't thought about for a while, Red Deuce and Six O Two, and then uh, I was uh, there's Bobcat is out there, and. Uh, I'd seen it before, but uh, Jerry says it was one that has been a good producer. It's been yeah, it considered was. for rodeo tomato, but it's never right. really won the battle. But well, the Valley Cat did. Yeah, Val- it was nematode resistant. Yeah, a lot of good val- Valley Cats here, and Celebrity Valley Valley Cat BHN 968 and Tycoon are all nematode resistance. Yeah, right. So, so if you've got a a nematode issue in any part of your garden, those, one of those varieties or all of those varieties are the ones you want to use. And these are, you know, we're talking about getting into the uh, cool weather season, and these are in the, that one-gallon size. Uh, that means they've got a fairly good root system, uh, and uh, they're ready for action. Yeah. Uh, what amazes me about their tomato supply here is look how uniform those gallons are. Mm-hmm. You can you can put a ruler on top of them. Yeah, and it all those different varieties, all the same size. So uh, we were about them uh, on the retail side of of things getting overgrown when the temperatures are so hot. But that that's a close to a miracle out there when you see. That many varieties, uh, exactly the same height. There's also some of uh, Milton's peppers still there. Is that oh, right? good? There's some still some real grandy go. Yeah. All right. Well, Have you right. killed yours yet, Milton? I haven't killed them yet. They're still okay. Plus, are they back, back of the truck? <laughs> they're in the back seat. Uh. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. Yeah. Plus, yeah. There's four, four or five different other uh, varieties of uh, peppers there. At least four or five. Yeah. Jalapeno and... Uh, and I, 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 I mailed some to uh, uh, Johnson City Joe. You did not, did you? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, just wanted to, I just wanted to get his uh, hopes up. Joe, yeah, keep keep your eye out. They're, yeah. They'll probably be there any day now. They'll be there any day now. When he, uh, he brought that up, it reminded me of the... <laughs> And it was when I was relatively young, but we used to get, I uh, remember pansies would come in the mail. Yeah. And bear root? Yeah, bear root and lay, layered in like newspaper, uh, newspaper layers. Newspaper, yeah. And then you'd just plant them out, plant them out. And well, they, that they Calvin's old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they didn't have blooms, did they? Yeah. Um, not many, if they did. Yeah, yeah, they could. They could have a little remnant or some buds and things. Everybody says that <laughs> this this uh, movement to have instant color and buy plants full bloom is not good for growing the plant. In other words, it it, it stunts its growth once it starts to uh, mm. go in a reproductive cycle. And bloom concentrates on each stage. Yeah, yeah. And once it moves out of that growth stage, it's finished. We, we did uh, when we were doing that uh, uh, marimom marigolds in the fall uh, deal. We we tested that out, 
And uh, sure enough, if you bought them in full bloom, or most, you can you can buy them in bud, the plants of uh, marigolds. You can buy them in buds, and uh, maybe one or two open bloom. But when you let them get more than that, it stunts the plant by half. The plant will be half size. So uh, I always liked it. It was impressive when you had a, uh, oh, a, line, a row or a section of your garden with those marigolds, uh, like they were in muscles and they were uniform, just yeah. like you mentioned. Like the tomatoes kind of remind yeah. me of that. Yeah. And before they started blooming, and then when they bloomed, well, you have some fo- some slides, some photos, and I think uh, uh, Jeremy was yeah. pictures of. Him in the in those yeah. marigolds and blooming, all you could see is the bloom. Once they started blooming, the, you couldn't even see the foliage. Yeah, there. he was so little. Uh, we had to prop him up using the marigolds uh, in the field out at Versus uh, before the, we could take the picture. That's how little he was. Two years old, maybe. Well, Milton, we had to do the same thing for Karen Guz when she took over my spot on the TV with Steve Brown. Oh, Steve had to get a special uh, box Aww. for her. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Calvin's got a good article uh, about uh, getting water for the birds. I didn't look at my uh, bird bath this morning. Because uh, it was rain, it was raining, but I could see it out the back door to see how much rain I had. Uh, it, ta- it takes an inch of rain to fill that bird bath up. So, uh, and Calvin talking about bird feeders. I mean, uh, I'm in bird feeders, giving a lot of good information on that. And today's paper, Section C in the San Antonio Express News. In today's paper, got a great picture of uh, two hummingbirds on one feeder. And uh, I, I, I was amazed he could get that because usually the, the, the one that's waiting in line becomes impatient and does something ugly to the one that's drinking. So uh, that's a good picture, too. Yeah, they get this they get distracted. Those uh, well, that's half the fun—the dog fights between the oh yeah the hummingbirds. But they they never kill each other, do they? No, but you remember those a uh, few years ago the, when some of the gardeners were collecting a uh, uh, big praying mantis had killed the mm-hmm. and what what else was it that was uh, <laughs> a praying mantis? Was it a spider? The- yeah, I think there was a spider, and then of course a road runner. Yeah, uh, road runner. Okay. Yeah. Pick, and, uh, pick and, and rattlesnakes and quail. And uh, oh, they all like hummingbirds. Yeah. <laughs> What's it, no, the 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 road runner likes them. Mm. Eat them. Kill yeah, them. yeah, that's what I meant. We uh, killed rattlers. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Well, that's that's like Milton when we, me and I were admiring a. Uh, Hummy, uh, hummingbird moth. Hummingbird moth and and the uh, crackle just reached over there, scarfed it up, and swallowed it down. Oh, it wasn't even a chewing thing. It was just like <laughs> flap, flap, flap. Oh. 
and I was just watching <laughs> yeah. talking about how nice it was. The beauties of nature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nature's pretty gruesome at times. Oh, yeah, that's safe. Hey, we got to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. i got another tomato question for you after the break at 210-308-8867. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. There's lots of great things happening, and you can keep in touch with all the things that are going on at the nursery by going to millburgernursery.com. There you'll find some terrific sales this week, including ceramic and clay pots. Now 20% off all ceramic and clay pots. Huge selection to choose from. You see Sinisa blooming all around town. It's beautiful with its purple blooms, and now you'll find Sinisa on sale in the three- and five-gallon containers, now on sale for just Sixteen eighty-eight perennials are on sale. This is a great way to save. Regularly six ninety-nine in the number one pot. Now just four dollars and eighteen cents, or five for twenty dollars. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on variegated flax lily. You'll save on Mexican bird of paradise. Get this in the eight-inch pot. Now just nine eighty-eight. Gold star esperanza and much, much more. Find out all the details at millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. We'll see you at Millburgers, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Come on by. The sun has come out a little bit, and it's drying up, and uh, I think uh, I think it's not supposed to rain for a while. So, uh, yeah. You keep giving both. Yeah, you enjoy both of them, Calvin. All right, so while we've got a break, I know security is on a lot of folks' minds. I hear it when uh, I talk to people uh, around town. They're interested in security. They want to make sure they've got a good security system. They want to pay the right price. Well, BSGTexas.com is the place to start that search. BSGTexas.com. BSG is a local company, so you can talk to people locally. Uh, And one of the cool things is, and I'm eager to get Jim on there because he was talking about how they do it. So the response is even quicker because your system does not just go to a dispatch and then they call the police, but your system actually goes, apparently, he's going to have to clarify this for me, but it's worth asking when you call. It goes to the nearest uh, patrol car to your your place, which is really really cool. Uh, plus, it's a smart system, and right now they've got some specialized uh, some specials going on right now at bsgtexas.com that make it even easier. The prices are terrific. Uh, oftentimes, they're twenty to thirty percent lower than the other guys. The equipment is better, and and they're local, so you can get somebody right here. So give them a call. 210 8, 8, sorry, 210-877-1222, 210-877-1222 for BSG, and go online at All right, Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Yeah, the nurseries. Oh, I have a tomato question for you. Okay, are you ready? Your tomato question? No, no, someone else, because they know I do the show, asked me to ask you guys. Okay. They still got tomatoes, and they have, I think, still have red snapper. Yeah. Uh, from spring. Yeah. Okay. No spider mites still growing, but the tomatoes keep splitting. Yeah. And and I th- said I would ask, but I thought that was too much water. <laughs> no, it's oh. what it's a water fluctuation. Oh, okay. And uh, that's caused by hot weather. 
Yeah, that's one of the reasons Extremely why hot weather. It's one of the reasons why you don't continue the crop into the fall like this. It's just impossible for the plant to right. maintain itself. So yeah. there's nothing you can do to prevent it. You just have to hope it doesn't happen. And that may be <laughs> yeah. that may be an issue with red snapper because if you remember, Steve Brown, he tried red snapper last year and he said. The problem when he compared it to Tycoon was that it was it was slower to to respond. Right. So Tycoon uh, he harvested all the Tycoon fruit just and the red snapper was just putting on the fruit into the into that hot weather when oh. uh, when you really didn't uh, get the the best production. Yeah. Okay. So that's consistent, probably consistent with the... There's probably no way that he can remedy the, Are they in containers or in the ground? I think they were in the ground. Okay. He can mulch around them heavily, but they, they're still not going to size the fruit. Uh, no variety will size the fruit. That's why <laughs> during the, during the hot of the summer, those cherry tomatoes are probably your best bet because they... They don't have to get big before they get ripe. That makes sense. And uh, they don't. They'll split a little bit, especially uh, uh, 968. But uh, uh, the split's not that bad because it's a small tomato. Now, one thing that they will do during the heat and the summer, the cherry tomatoes will, is get a thicker skin. Mm. A lot of a lot of the elderly, <laughs> and that is that that's also probably also related to the splitting. Oh yeah, because uh, that uh, red snapper probably gets a little thicker skin, and then that means you it can't fluctuate in response. To oh, that's interesting. Okay, huh? Yeah, all those complications. That's that's why that we always say environmental adversities, Milton. That's what caused that. Okay. So I have a feeling they're going to just tough it out to the fall. Will it stop doing it in the fall if the tomato is... Yeah, but the fruit will be smaller. You said he had spider mice, too, didn't you? No, I said he did not have spider mice. Oh. Yeah, so they they skipped that stage of uh, summer (laughs) gardening. Okay. Uh, Again, we never have tested uh, red snapper in the fall because it was... We just grow it, grew it in the spring, and uh, so what's going to happen is it'll it'll start setting more fruit when the temperature is cool, and uh, but the problem is that the fruit will be smaller. Okay. No, no, it won't be the great big tomatoes that uh, that you expect from red snapper, but they'll be smaller. And they'll be they'll be good, good okay. to eat. Good, cool. But if he doesn't have spider mites, no. Well, and if yeah, they they ripen before the cold weather arrives. No, yeah. Because yeah. remember, where last year was just a it was looking great, a bonanza, <laughs> and that uh, that cold weather snuck up on us yeah. and nailed everything. Hey, um, speaking of of last week. I don't think we were, but uh, blood drive. I got the blood drive numbers. Ah, so good. Not, not as good as we've done in the past, but uh, it's uh, it's been good. It was 46 pints, 
which That's is good. which impacts a hundred and oh, what was it? I think one hundred and forty-eight people. Um, good. Yeah, uh, I got to do the math again. Yeah, actually, if you, I think that's right. So uh, that's what they said. So thank you for coming out and being a part of it. And we've got another one coming up in a few months. So uh, let's make that one even better than that. That was one. pretty efficient for two two of those little vehicles. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. So I just wanted to give you a report on that. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And uh, Kevin, this week in the garden section, he has got some good tips. Uh, one of them is says, the first one, we are approaching peak butterfly numbers in San Antonio now that those Martins have finally left. I no, think he's I think he's no, editing. No, 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 note that the sparrows which remain will not eat butterflies, will not feed on butterflies. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm glad Kevin recognized about those martins eating butterflies. Uh, in full sun, plant nectar sources such as milkweed, uh, milkweed, porterweed, zinnias. Who would have get you to put that? No, no, zinnias, zinnias. Lantanas, mistflower. Vinca, vinca, vinca. Vinca, periwinkle. Uh, Duranta and penta plants that are in full bloom. They can be left in containers or planted in the landscape. Yeah, he's got. Uh, they've got some uh, nice firebush out here. Yeah, full they, bloom. That's right. And I, I kind of soft sold sold it this year because of some of those selections. Uh, don't have the vigorous blooms that I like for the to bring the fire the bring the hummingbirds in. Yeah, but there these are nice, and uh, what Jerry's talking about is one of the best ways uh, to uh, really attract the fall hummingbirds is to have a fire bush in a container on your patio. They just they go they really like it, but it it's requires full sun, and then the. Uh, all the oh, you, you, the rufous hummingbird and the black shins and the ruby throats, they'll all compete for it. One of the interesting things is that little rufous hummingbird, smallest of the bunch, usually is the toughest one that, that wins over the uh, uh, firebush. So if you want that kind of action, just pick up one of these firebush in full bloom. And they're very attractive. You can put them in a decorative container if you want, or I just... I do, uh, I have a container that's about, uh, oh, uh, four gallons, five gallons, and uh, it makes a nice little plant, uh, three feet around, comes back every year yeah. and does a job, or you can put it in decorative. Now, if you got just got shade, then you can use one of Jerry's fire, uh, um, fire, fire thorn, spike. Fire, fire spike. Fire spike which loves shade and has a bloom that's just as attractive to the hummingbirds. Or you can even use Penta. Yeah. Penta, Penta does very well in that, in that role. And they, uh, you get them in full bloom, and they stay in full bloom until after uh, Thanksgiving, or at least till Thanksgiving. Yeah. And uh, Milton's uh, Vinkel stay in 
uh, I always think of uh, Halloween. Oh, really? Uh, with Vinca and around with pumpkins. That'd be cool. Yeah, have a yeah. have them planted in your flower bed and then put pumpkins in there with them. I'm sorry, I didn't do more with Vinca now. <laughs> yeah, all well, these years. It's not too late. Vinca sure. is a favorite with the butterflies and hummingbirds, not so much. But, yeah, but the butterflies like it. Yeah, and uh, like I said, we got got it Vinca here, and uh, they are deer resistant. And, I heard that. Somewhere. And that uh, that red Vinca, Cora Vinca, in a, a container, uh, one plant. They, they just grow up, uh, you know, up two feet tall. Yeah. All that bloom, and then I, I, I see this all the time. Uh, Jerry d- describes the how they will. They've got a lot of foliage and a lot of blooms, and so when it's 102 degrees, they'll dry out a bit. But you just go out there in the evening and give them a little water, and they perk oh, right yeah. back up. Yeah. But boy, they're really. It's hard to beat in terms of showing this on a patio oh, yeah. in full sun. Now, one thing, if you planted them early, the planted vinca early, and they're getting tall and leggy, now's the time to cut them back. How much would you cut them back? In half. Really? He's a savage. He is. (laughs) Because if you don't, by Halloween, they'll be really long and lanky. Gosh, I'd hate mine are pretty tall, but they're so, so loaded with bloom, I hate to cut them back. Yeah, oh, bad. yeah. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like my old mama used to say, she's not cutting anything back that's <laughs> yeah. got blooms on it. So I was laughing at thinking about that lady called in with a rose. Yeah. <laughs> she waited after it bloomed and then uh, could, forgot to do it or didn't. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 930 AM, The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. And we're talking gardening with you at 210-308-8867. Tell the sun's out. Yeah, it sure is. Look at that. But it's still cool and comfortable. It can't be, Milton. You said the rain was going to come back at 1 o'clock. Yeah, I know. That's what it said on the. It said at 1 o'clock it was going to start raining again. Still could. Yeah. Uh, I was worried. I was so glad to see the rain because I won't have to water my. Citrus trees. Oh, okay. Uh, I was getting. So you got there. enough rain? Yeah. To do that? Huh? Yeah. Well, I've had two, two or three, but uh, they're not inch, not an inch. Mm-hmm. But uh, where that where that is, uh, they get some runoff from the house, and it's a shallow soil, so uh, I think that'll hold me. But uh, Calvin said in his This Week in the Garden today, he says it's important to provide regular, bi-weekly at least, uh, irrigation to fruit trees during the dry periods like we are experiencing. 
fruit on citrus trees will not develop properly without adequate water. And trees such as peaches that are supporting are, that are supporting bud development now, they've already developed their buds, which will produce hopefully fruit next year. But anyway, uh, the, uh, they'll produce uh, bud development now for next spring and need adequate water as well. The citrus, uh, now I'm, I t- I'm talking big tree, a fairly big tree over the eaves of the house. So uh, uh, they, uh, they've already set all the fruit that they're going to set. And so you need to keep those water so that fruit can can get bigger. And uh, also, huh, I, I don't know why I keep saying this, but uh, just just in case, uh, if you got an abundance of fruit on there, you need to take about half of those off, knock them off, cut them off, and that goes for your pecans too. So uh, I know I don't know why we keep saying that. I don't know that we keep saying that. Uh, we, I, I haven't said it. No. You know, I, I, I saw a little. Nobody dis- does that. A little disturbing. Uh, my Meyer lemons, which are only about lime size. Yeah. Some of them are showing a little yellow. Oh. So that well, they, may, they can do that if they stress. Yeah. That the, that's what it looks like to me that they. Uh, despite my best intentions, and they'll still be good to eat. Oh gosh, I, yeah. I mean, are they in containers? Yeah. Okay. That, but that yeah, that, it's hard that's, to water plants in containers, especially if you got you use loose potting mix. Yeah. You got to go well, at least once a day, maybe twice a day. When it's uh, when it's hundred degrees out, you do. Yeah. But that uh, that's another point Jerry just made that that you, the limes and lemons. Don't have to be real big or real mature f- for them to be useful in using in your cooking or your drink drinks or yeah. If you put enough liquor in there, it tastes pretty <laughs> good, doesn't it, Calvin? Yeah, or uh, <laughs> or you, you use it for uh, for uh, dishes. A lot, a lot yeah. of salads and things use it. <laughs> dishes. Listen at you. I'm also concerned with the rain. I'm glad to get it. Uh huh. But you know what it's going to do? No. What? Make my grass grow. Oh. You know, I I, I I just hate that when that grass gets green and grows. I discover that this year that you don't have to mow brown grass. But It saved me a lot of money, too. Oh, yeah. But now, with, with this water. Your son's there now. Yeah. But uh, I think Rob has uh, relocated my lawnmower. Oh. <laughs> or it could be in the garage still, and I just can't see it. But anyway. We'll get a text from Rob in a minute, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Calvin writes, uh, Bermuda, Zorgia, and buffalo grass can be allowed to grow dormant this summer if water for irrigation is unavailable or prohibitively Expensive. That's what mine is. Hmm. I like you put put that there, Carolyn. But uh, a buffalo grass actually 
is uh, is really more attractive during the dry season. Uh, then the good news about it, if you got buffalo grass, is that the Bermuda grass will start growing faster than the buffalo grass will come back. Of course, Bermuda grows faster than anything. Yeah, <laughs> and it will it will cover up or get into the buffalo grass, and so you'll have a nice lawn after a while from from that Bermuda grass. So droughts can be uh, helpful, too. Uh, the grasses will recover when rains resume. St. Augustine grass can survive with irrigation every two weeks. Doesn't look good. Doesn't necessarily look good, but based on that research we did yeah. a number of years ago, it'll live. Boy, he, he, heard, he, he drove here quick. <laughs> Has he got his your lawnmower with him? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Um, let's see what else we got. Going well, on. We, uh, see what uh, we haven't heard any anybody with their hummingbird reports. You know, quite often, I guess in past years, uh, yeah, gardeners have been saying, "Well, where are all the hummingbirds? Where are all the hummingbirds?" Now this year, there's lots of hummingbirds out there, and uh, I suspect that if you got feeders out there, if you got sugar water feeders, that you're getting a lot of hummingbirds action there. If you aren't, or if you are, kind of give us a call and verify, or uh, let us know if you still, if you're not seeing them because I'll be surprised they, they seem to be everywhere uh, and so and they're, they're fun of course easy uh, if you're looking for a hummingbird feeder uh, the the one that's uh, seems to be the most the easiest to find and they're easy to take care of are the best one which is manufactured in Poteet, Texas mm-hmm. and you can even find them at uh, HEB we may well. We used to. Uh, we used to have, have them here, here, so we may still have them here at yeah. Mill Burgers. Yeah. And, and Kyle said he had them over oh, at Wild Birds yeah, Unlimited. For sure. Of course, and Kyle had some special one too, didn't he? Yeah, he had that like the the flying saucer one that we was yeah. talking about that sounded cool. And there's some really artistic ones. Just just make sure that they're uh, they're suitable in terms of you taking care of them because you gotta probably have to rinse them out once a week at least, and uh, you don't want to have to take two hours to do that it just no. you want to be able to pour yeah, the, the leftover sugar water into a saucer or something so that the butterflies and the bees can drink it up and then refill fresh good hummingbird sugar water and rinse out the uh, and what is the ratio it's four four, par- four parts water to one part sugar okay. based on volume so you just use a cup and Okay. Makes it like that. So for every cup of sugar, four cups of water. Yeah. Okay. That works slick. Hey, James is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing fine. I hope y'all can hear me. I'm calling from my truck today. Sounds um, good. Yeah, sounds good. Just don't get hey, in listen. No, I'm going to pull over, actually. I'm on a farm to market, but I'm going to pull over here on this little side road real quick. Hey, um, 
My son and I, he bought some property outside Natalia, and two years ago, I guess two Septembers ago, we planted several trees. Um, and then I looked at them this morning, and the bur oak and the Monterey oak, they're still alive. They're growing in sand, and water's a, a limiting factor right now. But I want to know, we're going to pump the water with them if we don't get a, a good shot here in the next few days. But how soon, since those trees are stressed, can I put the fall fertilizer down without burning them or causing any damage to them? But maybe give them a little boost. When did you I plant them? Next, last uh, several be, years. Several years. Well, ago. these oh. these trees these trees will be two years and yeah, two years ago, two falls ago. I think the the, the folks that do fall fertilization generally try to do it earlier. And the other option is to do a February fertilization. The The problem with fertilizing now is that there's not not as much uh, action. The roots are going to decline a little bit. So I, I, th- I think if I remember right, June, uh, June, the end of June was when they did the fall fertilization. Mm-hmm. Is that, Jerry, do you remember? Oh, that? yeah, that's right. So, oh, is that so right? the, the, okay. Yeah, the other, now, probably wouldn't hurt anything, but the other option is to do that February fertilization. Okay, well, then I'm kind of confusing, because I remember old school, it was fertilized in the spring, and then I thought things kind of switched to fertilize, like, in September, October. So. Well, yeah, not, you know, not, not when the leaves are, you know, especially like the bur oak, the leaves will be... Falling off uh, yeah, any but, time now, and uh, yeah, they're, scor- even, they're scorched pretty good. Yeah, right yeah. now, heat scorch. Yeah, so yeah. There, there's no impact. Uh, that fertilization, well, slow-release lawn fertilizer, of course, will 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 affect it. It won't be a so you, it so won't be a lot of waste, but uh, you, it's more efficient if you do it either earlier in the summer or in the uh, early uh, early spring, late winter. Okay, so if I wait and just water them now and wait till, like you say, February, would I just use the slow-release 1959 on them at that point? That, work, that, that works well. I know Mark Peterson likes that. Uh, yeah, I okay. think that okay. I think that'd be the best strategy for you at this point. Okay, well, I'm glad I called and, and that changes my strategy. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, sir. Good luck, James. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. What else you got going on over there? Well, Niels Perry was ugly to us uh, about uh, our sustainable winter lawn. What? That we used. And he went so far. Mm. I don't know if I want to hear this. Uh, <laughs> said uh, we were seeing annual bluegrass, rescue grass, and ryegrass on the grassy weed side, and still had henbit, chickweed, dandelions, and clover blooming their ugly heads off after the winter. And then he talks about uh, how to avoid them. Said. Uh, If you if you don't want, uh, he said, let me put it out there this way. If you don't want to have ugly annual bluegrass, 
That's yeah. my favorite grass. Well, to, to my, uh, <laughs> my my memory, that's the first time he's recognized rescue grass too as as either a weed or part of the sustainable uh, winter lawn. He's he's always had uh, annual bluegrass on the list, but now, now rescue grass is. I, do, I don't think it's a big deal in Dallas, but it's a big deal here. I, I don't see why anybody thinks annual bluegrass is ugly. I, like I said, when I was in Kansas, we had a bluegrass lawn. I assume they're in the same family, and uh, they sure have the same look in the middle of the winter. Now, granted, it goes ahead and... Uh, uh, seed heads. Puts up, up seed heads in the in the uh, spring, but uh, my uh, son-in-law had uh, the most beautiful lawn this year, this this fall, this this fall, and and uh, early winter that he's ever had. He's under trees. It grows in the shade, and. Uh, I had to, I told him, I said, you know, <laughs> that's not your St. Augustine you're seeing out there. I mean, it was just a, look like a golf course. That's out right. There. Same, my, my neighborhood's the same. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, if you, if you don't want that, if you don't want to have a beautiful lawn this fall, uh, and winter, uh, you need to put down some, uh, uh, are starting now thinking about uh, pre-emergent weed killer granules. That's right. That can and be used on any type of lawn. Now we and we talk, Jerry and I talk a lot about uh, uh, Amaze and XL and Dimension, and of course they're all available here at the Millburgers. I think Dimension's still here, uh, but Neil, that's not. Neil's list is a little different than ours. Yeah, I, I like I like is XL. Callum being polite. XL and Amaze because they they not only if you if you decide you don't want annual bluegrass or rescue grass, uh, they they cover those, but they also handle things like henbit and chickweed, uh, pigweed, some of the other uh, weeds, broadleaf weeds, and. Uh, but that's a maze, and XL yeah, and a maze, and uh, so they you know they co- they cover some the they're designed specifically for the grassy weeds, but they have a long list of the uh, the broadleaf weeds that they also uh, yeah. do well on. Hey, we uh, hang, hang on to the thought a second. We got Ron on the line. He's got a hummingbird question for you. Two one zero three zero eight. 8867 Hey, Ron, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Just enjoying that nice little burst of rain we had. I just wish we had three times yeah. the amount. Agreed. But, uh, it was good. And um, it might affect my zero. I, I did have a hummingbird question, hummingbird feeder question, but I've gone zero, zero scaping natural. Uh, it's called brown turf. And it just, you know, just let the grass go. And it, it just, <laughs> it's just a little crunchy. And it's not as pretty as the neighbors, but it works as far as, you know, parking the lawnmower. 
and it's uh, there's a little benefit in that in that brown lawn. You know, I'm not paying for the water bill, and I'm not chasing after the lawnmower. And, there you go. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, in relation to the hummingbird feeder, I've always seen yeah, everybody is so traditional to use the red dye. Is that is, is it does it attract the hummingbird? Is it just to make it look pretty? Uh, can you put too much where it hurts the bird? You know, too much dye? It's a food dye. I guess it wouldn't, but do you really need it? I don't think. I don't think you really need it. Now, it's tr- you're right. It's traditional, uh, and uh, as far as I can tell, there's no, there's no definite research that indicates it hurts the hummingbirds. But it's logical that if it's uh, not not needed, it, it just uh, doesn't make sense, and it may hurt the the hummingbird. I, 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 I get a little put out with folks that say, uh, you know, don't don't use the the coloring because it will hurt them. Uh, but but I don't I don't I also don't think you need it. The hummingbirds are, are the the hummingbird feeders are all bright colors, and yeah. the hummingbirds have generations and generations yeah. of of uh, seeking sugar water. Uh, it, just like they do flowers, they they seem to recognize, and they if they see something that looks like a hummingbird feeder, they'll start exploring <laughs> it, and they'll give you a dirty look if it's not in. Uh, it's expected. Uh, no, I think you're right. You don't you don't need it, and uh, but I don't I don't know of any definitive research that indicates it causes a problem. Yeah, I think they've got an extensive research uh, plot uh, plan. Uh, to, to uh, test that coloring to see if it damages the hummingbird uh, uh, blood, uh, kidneys. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I think he's making yeah, this out. And, uh, mm-hmm. But the problem they have is collecting uh, the urine. Is it would urine? The they can't just give a little hummingbird a cup and ask him to go. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> and they move around too fast. Oh, dear. That's oh, you got to catch them first. I know. <laughs> now see what you call it. You started. Yeah, way to go, Ron. I wonder yeah, what yeah. kidney disease looks like in a hummingbird, Calvin. Oh, you, gosh. I guess you, I guess you did. All right. Well, so, Ron, do you have hummingbirds now? <laughs> No, but uh, I see my neighbors. My neighbors have had them. My mom and dad in the past have had them. And it's always just, just a joy to see and have a camaraderie. Yeah, I've seen some, some territorial behavior with them between the hummingbirds once they, you know, established where the, the goodies are. And uh, it's just amazing to see them. And, yeah, yeah it's, it's real fun. Hey, so, okay, well, Calvin, you're always fond of, you know, do an experiment. Try one with the dye and one without, but... Not this yeah. time. Well, well, I think I think it'd be very hard to. Well, I guess you could. I was, I was thinking it'd be hard to get results that would be significant. They're in two different places. Well, you'd have to have fifteen different feed, fifteen <laughs> feeders without sugar water. Fifteen. I mean, without the oh, dye. Okay. Fifteen feeders with the dye. Yeah. 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 The the number. Never are, mind, Ron. Yeah. I, th- okay. I think when they have that kidney disease, they they fly oh. with their wings a little closer. Oh, so they. And you can hear them making little grunting noises. Oh. When they're trying to urinate. Oh. But I I think Ron. That, sad uh, now, Jerry. He's making Ron, me sad. I think I got I'm, my money. 
my experience and the, the people I know that do the hummingbird feeding, they get just as many visits by hummingbirds if they have uh, uh, the sugar water with dye and without dye. They don't need it. Definitely don't need it. Well, the good oh, thing about some some of the hummingbird feeders uh, have red on the on yeah, the base. Almost all of them. Those yeah. are down at Poteet. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, Ron. Well, get, go get some feeders. Head on over to yeah. Wild Birds Unlimited or <laughs> wherever you want to go. And, Millburgers. Yeah, Millburgers. Mill get some yeah. feeders. Oh, for anyone, I'm not planning, and uh, thank you, gentlemen, for, for uh, <laughs> I just love to hear you chuckling, and your, it's just good medicine to hear, and good information, and God bless you. Thank you. Thanks, Ron. All right. And Jerry is going to be starting a uh, hummingbird urinalysis. Uh, <laughs> a, a collection to help the hummingbirds with their kidney issues. It's a non-profit. I bet I could raise some money doing that. I bet you I'm, could, I'm sure there's some... Reason. I mean, he seems to be fascinated by coyote urine and hummingbird urine. <laughs> oh, he's he's, it's just his. I'm to that age that I am. Oh, he's definitely urine centric. He's, he's just he's just a scientist and interested. That's in it. That must be kidneys. It. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Ron. Okay, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. I'm Milton Glick with Dr. Calvin Finch. Dr. Jerry Parsons, we're live here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. There's lots of great things happening, and you can keep in touch with all the things that are going on at the nursery by going to millburgernursery.com. There you'll find some terrific sales this week, including ceramic and clay pots. Now 20% off all ceramic and clay pots. Huge selection to choose from. You see Sinisa blooming all around town. It's beautiful with its purple blooms, and now you'll find Sinisa on sale in the 3- and 5-gallon containers. Now on sale for just Sixteen eighty-eight perennials are on sale. This is a great way to save. Regularly six ninety-nine in the number one pot. Now just four dollars and eighteen cents, or five for twenty dollars. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on variegated flax lily. You'll save on Mexican bird of paradise. Get this in the eight-inch pot. Now just nine eighty-eight. Gold star esperanza and much, much more. Find out all the details at millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. We'll see you at Millburgers, sixteen oh four on Boulevardy road and welcome back to millburgers gardening south texas on 9 30 a.m the answer this will be a great time to be out on that deck and patio and enjoying it and if it's not looking like you want it to look or your fence doesn't look right either maybe it's just gotten weathered and gray and kind of just just uh, not as bright and cheerful as it once was here's my recommendation called deck and patio care uh, at 210-822-9147. 210-822-9147. I'll give you the name number again in just a moment. But go and see the results at deckandpatiocare.com. Deckandpatiocare.com. Gosh, Barry Hagendorf is what I call a, a stain and deck geek. I mean, he loves this stuff, and he studied it and studied it and studied it, and he's one of the premier guys in San Antonio that does this. He's been doing it since the 80s, and he is an expert. So if you want the right guy to come out and stain your uh, deck and get it look new again, that Pebblestone driveway or maybe uh, your fence, give him a call, 210 822 
9147 or online at deckandpatiocare.com. Deckandpatiocare.com. Will he do half a fence? Which half? The side that faces you. Oh, I don't know. You want me to ask him? Yeah. I'll ask him. Why do I, I mean, why should we make the neighbor's fence look nice? I don't know. But maybe you have to do the whole fence when you stain it. Oh, okay. I don't know. It could it, be. It penetrates, so. But I will ask him. I'll, I'll say, you don't want your neighbor to be happy with anything. <laughs> and, and when the, the pieces of wood fall off. Yeah, they'll just fall off on the neighbor's <laughs> side. Yeah. All right. Oh, hey, um, let's see if I still have it up. I went to the um, Bear County AgriLife Extension Service website. I was going to see if there were any presentations coming up for August uh, still. I didn't see anything, which doesn't mean anything. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Um, now, don't get us confused the, here. Yeah, 25th and 26th, There's looks like there's two webinars. 25th is Growing a Fall and Winter That's Vegetable Garden. Tuesday and Wednesday, I think. Yeah, I think so. Growing a Fall and Winter Vegetable Garden. And uh, 26th is Managing Cool Weather Fall Veggie Pests. So I imagine Molly will do the 26th and David uh-huh. will do the 25th. And this is interesting, too. I don't Oh, I don't know. Oh, there is a cost to this one. It's, uh, it's um, oh, wait, wait. I, mean, I was looking at the wrong thing. Let me look, do some more research. But it's a Beekeeping Basics online class. Oh, no. It's a series of classes on September 2nd, 3rd, 9th, and 10th. You don't get stung, huh? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I think it depends on what the price is, Jerry. Yeah, let's see what the... Uh, David, you'll have to call us because I'm looking on the... Uh, oh, it's $35. Oh. Interested in beekeeping but needed some more information to get started? This live online class will cover the basics of beekeeping to get you prepared to have your own hives with the opportunity to interact with instructors. Through this four-part series, we will cover honeybee biology, beekeeping equipment, managing a hive, and pests and disease management of honeybees. You'll learn what to expect those first years as a beekeeper. So it's the 2nd, the 3rd, the 9th, and the 10th of September, and it is $35. And go to the, uh, the AgriLife Extension Service website for Bear County, and you'll find it there. So that's pretty cool. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I was looking at some to-do things, uh, and uh, uh, on the, my weekly newsletter from uh, Niels Perry, and he says, plant leafy and root vegetables, including lettuce. No. Too hot. Yeah. Spinach. Hell no. <laughs> uh, collards. Yeah, maybe they won't come up. Uh, beets, turnips, and radishes, among others. Now, we... Uh, <laughs> We we'll we'll start uh, making sure the lettuce is uh, is Crawford lettuce is available over here for sure at Millburg. Oh, good. But the problem is uh, Jack Jack Hoover has left town. You know, I he, know. he moved up north. He became. So, he had so much work for. A volunteer that yeah. he decided he had to get out of town. To that was the only, only way he could escape was yeah. to leave town, huh? Yeah, but now he's a volunteer up there. Oh, where? Where uh, is he? In the uh, 
Was he Buchanan Lake? Not Buchanan Lake. Uh, oh. It's north of Fredericksburg. Oh, okay. Up in there. But uh, yeah, he's he's hooked up with their uh, their, uh, their county extension people up there, and uh, he's uh, going hard and strong. Yeah, we. And I talked to him last week, and he says uh, he's doing a. You know, he's doing some more raised beds around his around his lake lake front front house. Oh wow! And uh, but the getting back to the point of the lettuce, it's going to be two years old. The seed is. Oh. So we'll have to get some of our growers to test it, see if it'll come up. But we don't need to do that until the until the temperature right. You're saying that 102 degrees is not conducive to no. lettuce germination. Mm. <laughs> and and lettuce is easier to germinate than spinach. So uh, we, we always tell people, we, uh, if people still plant it from seed, uh, which very few people are, yeah, uh, they, they use a transplant. Now it must have been an oversight because I didn't hear you mention uh, rutabagas or even turnips. I was in, just reading Neil's, Neil's list. I was just reading Neil's list. Surely he. Uh, oh, you likes, would think someone as sharp as Neil would, uh, would recognize the potential of uh, <laughs> turnips and turnips rutabagas. And rutabagas. Yeah, we'll have to write him a letter. <laughs> And see, he, uh, he that'd be a fun one. To, I could just see Jerry reading. I got a letter from San Antonio. Why don't you talk about rutabagas? No. <laughs> I wonder how Neil would respond. I may write him. <laughs> uh, also, also, he talks about planting wildflower seeds. Oh, already? Yeah. Well, yeah. Particular, that's not, that's particularly not. blue bonnets. It's I a, thought we wait till October. No, it's one September. That's, yeah, that's uh, where you put the seed out now. Yeah, we in and, past years oh, when the wow. weather wasn't so severe, we talked about it. Yeah. Now August, yeah, July even. Hmm. They need the early fall rains to germinate and establish good roots going into the winter, so they can burst into full bloom as spring unfolds. By acid scarified seeds for most for the most uniform germination, and that must that must be right because last week I got two emails from Wild Seed Farms. Really, it says fall planting is just around the corner. Our stock up for spring. Order your wildflowers today. That was August 18th. Um, and the good news is <laughs> that John Thomas will be doing his fall uh, lectures beginning September 11th through the 13th. And uh, he will present how to plant wildflowers, a free seminar. Is he doing it virtually? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Join us at the Market Center, Highway 290 East in Fredericksburg, Texas, right outside of Fredericksburg, towards Stonewall. 
I uh, uh, one of my favorite wildflowers is Phacelia. The uh, it's a uh, one that comes up early in the spring. A relatively large plant grows in shade or sun, and uh, sna- snailweed they also call it. It's got that blue flower, and uh, the butterflies and uh, just love it. You know, it's 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 a especially good because it. Uh, has a lot of blooms before the mist flower and the milkweed and the zinnias are in bloom. And uh, Wild Seed Farms is one of the places to, yeah. to get it. They've got at least you, one. You plant it in the fall, you think? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or if you know somebody, a gardener that's got it growing, it's not not the most common wildflower, but it's... Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't know it. We have uh, we have it here in the certified uh Garden uh, butterfly garden here at Millburgers, but Phacelia that is the it's P H A C E L I A, and I think snail uh, snail weed we call it too. Okay, so but you, it's you a great can order it from Wild Seed. Yeah, that's a good place to get it. Now the ba- the bad good news bad news is hmm. there will be no uh, Wild Seed Farms will not be selling any. Blue bonnets. Colorful or co- color, colored blue bonnets. Yeah. Uh, because they've had some seed seed failures oh. the last three or four years. Gosh, there's because so, they've got enough to replant <laughs> for next year. The, what's this world coming to? COVID nineteen. <laughs> no blue bonnets. Uh, but, yeah. But the good news is... 2020 is a tough year. Uh, yes, for sure. <laughs> but the good news is they've got plenty of blues. All right. Oh, do they? Seeds, too? Yeah. Oh, they got plenty right. of blue seed. Now, well, that's, I don't know whether that's Ladybird Johnson's Royal Blue, but yeah, uh, they've you got know, plenty some of blue seed. Some of the uh, the wildflower people would might say that that's a, uh, a sign from above. Could Jerry. be. That does all those exotic colors you've been <laughs> exotic. Uh, making us uh, consider uh, yeah. just out of place. And blue is the only uh, only blue bonnet that's wor- worth planting. But the good news is, if if the demand is, is sufficient, we can do our red, white, and blue blue bonnet uh, planting from transplants. Well, good. Because guess who's got the seed? Who? You? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Because you, you collected those. <laughs> I always keep stock, stock seeds. So we'll never lose them. Thank you. And Dr. Stein and, and Greg Grant are and that wasn't keepers of the seed. <laughs> I suspect your, uh, your uh, helper, uh, Bart Kelly, has also yeah. got seed. They'll see. He probably wants some. And or he may have that was that was so successful last year uh, that we I've, I'm using those pictures that we took then uh, as a, a cover on the front page of uh, PlantAnswers.com. He's really an accomplished uh, gardener in containers. He does yeah does, does vegetables and flowers. Uh, does he use copious amounts of osmica? He does. And in fact, he's looking at. Uh, I've got, I got a bunch of those uh, plastic, large plastic containers, so whiskey barrel size that mm-hmm. I've started to use, and 
he's he's watching that progress. He may, he may be they're so they're inexpensive. They're like nine yeah. nine bucks here, nine yeah. ninety, and uh, easy to use. Uh, so, and he's got quite an extensive garden of <laughs> containers. And they'll uh, the up at Wasi. They'll also have a pumpkin celebration on September twenty sixth. Hmm. But we may mention that a little bit later. Yeah, and you know, Millburgers is going to do their thing too with the maze and all that. So I was Are talking they? Tracy. Yep, they going to do that. Yeah, so that'll be cool. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. Toll free. 866-308-8867. We talked about, uh, for the last several weekends, about removing the seed heads uh, and brown foliage and spent flowers from perennial gardens. Now, you say you don't do that with the zinnias, right? Except for when you do cut flowers. Yeah, that's uh, I don't. It, if I've got uh, if I get like co- lots of company, uh, you know, and they do a lot of cut f- flowers, mm-hmm. then it, I get the same impact. But this year I really haven't yeah. done a good job of that. It says leave leave green foliage intact, but it's always okay to trim off dead leaves. Now would be a, g- a good time because we still got. Uh, let's see, we got September, October, November. We got three months. So if you deadheaded your Plants that were in place, uh, and pull out, pull out the weeds, of course, and any of the spent plants, because the the reseeded zinnias will be up in a in a minute as long as the gr- the ground is irrigated and uh, they'll be blooming before the the winter comes. Yeah, it uh, also talks about uh, root prune trees. And shrubs you intend to transplant this winter. We ha- we haven't talked about root pruning very much, but uh, that's a, that's a good practice, an old old fashioned practice. That by trimming their horizontal roots now, by cutting a slit with a sharpshooter blade, that's a shovel. Uh, you will give them several months to establish new roots. Within what will become their soil, soil balls when you dig them. In other words, you, when you cut a root, it's kind of like kind of like when you cut the top, cut a, cut a branch on the top. It uh, branches. It causes the branch and get thicker. So when you dig it uh, this winter, you'll uh, you'll have more of a root system uh, that that'll make the transplant easier. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Is it time for a break? It is time for a break. So Whoa. we're going to take one real quick. We'll come back and tell you a little bit more about that Wild Birds Unlimited we've been talking about. 210-308-8867. More in a moment. Thank you. On 930 AM, The Answer. We're- Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulverde Road. There's lots of great things happening, and you can keep in touch with all the things that are going on at the nursery by going to millburgernursery.com. There you'll find some terrific sales this week, including ceramic and clay pots. Now 20% off all ceramic and clay pots. Huge selection to choose from. You see Sinisa blooming all around town. It's beautiful with its purple blooms, and now you'll find Sinisa on sale in the three- and five-gallon containers. Now on sale for just 
1688. Perennials are on sale. This is a great way to save. Regularly $6.99 in the number one pot, now just $4.18 or $5 for $20. This week at Millburgers, you'll save on variegated flax lily. You'll save on Mexican bird of paradise. Get this in the eight inch pot, now just $9.88. Gold Star Esperanza and much, much more. Find out all the details at millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. We'll see you at Millburgers, 1604 on Bull Road. Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Hey, you heard us mention Wild Birds Unlimited. If you're looking for a place, if, if you want to bring nature to your backyard or, or enjoy the nature that's already back there even more, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited can help you do it. And then you just need to really kind of go over there to Hebner and Northwest Military location and talk to any one of the staff or talk to Bill can or Can you Kyle. go in the store? Did, uh, did, yeah, did. you can go in now. Oh, good. Uh, and uh, just talk to them about kind of what you want to do or ask them what's out there and they'll like lead you toward they'll tell you the hummingbirds are migrating through you should do this or when it's purple martin season here's here's what's happening they have uh and here's this the feeders to do it they've got binoculars they've got uh hats they've got all kinds of yard art and, no, you uh, do, they're, they're more than hats they're tilly hats tilly hats yeah which we know someone who like how did how did he lose his tilly hat and they still honored the I was the guarantee? Dri- driving a tractor with a bush hog. Oh, was that you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought Paul had lost one too. Could have, could have. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, uh, the tilly hats they stand behind them. Tilly does, and Wild Birds Unlimited is the place to get them. But I think what I like most is that feeling you get when you go in. There's someone who remembers you that 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 you know because you've been in before. Who's going to ask you, hey, did you ever? How, how's your hummingbird feeders? How are they doing? And you can say they're doing great, or you know what? I'm just not seeing a lot of hummingbirds. And then they'll talk you through it. So they'll build a relationship with you. So go at Wild Birds Unlimited, Hebner Road, and Northwest Military. You can give them a call and learn more. But it's two one zero four seven nine twenty four seventy three. Great number. Easy to remember. Two one zero four seven nine bird. Two one zero four seven nine bird for Wild Birds Unlimited. And uh, check out the Google reviews. Uh, 4.8 after 80, approximately 80 reviews, they still almost have a 5, uh, or just short, a whisker of a 5. And that's that's pretty remarkable for Google reviews because uh, that tells you that people like working with Wild Birds Unlimited. We'll have Kyle back in September to find out what's going on. So 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call. What else is going on? Um... We were uh, we were talking about planting blue bonnets and other spring flowering wildflowers a while ago, and uh, like we said, they must germinate in late summer or early fall to develop a good good root systems and be ready to go grow in the spring when the warmer weather comes. Now, uh, the neat thing about using transplants. Uh, you, th- that pertains to seed, planting seed. Uh, but uh, the good thing about using transplants is they'll be, the transplants will be uh, 90 days old when you get them, when they're ready to sell. So if I can 
crank my memory up to give the grower the seed, oh. we can do our red, white, and blue deal again. Oh, we got, okay, sorry, I didn't know we had Ron on the line again. Okay, go ahead. 210-308-8867. Uh-oh. Ron, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Sorry, Ron, we had a little technical difficulty. I didn't see your text, so thank you for okay, waiting. What's going on? That's okay. Your your producer screener was nice enough to get me back on. I know you gentlemen were talking about blue bonnets, beautiful flowers, and uh, the one problem with blue bonnets is uh, you can't eat them. Uh, but you, they're sure pretty. You said something about rutabagas earlier, and um, I know you gentlemen are from the south, and I just need to share my ruta, my, my mom's rutabaga recipe. It's real simple, real short, and it's just delicious. They're so delicious, um, you, just, you just can't do without it once you get them. Now, all you do is peel those rutabagas, just peel them, get two large rutabagas at the time, just parboil them, cube them up, parboil them, and at the same time, fry up a pack of bacon. Just cut it up into little one-inch strips, fry up a whole what pack of bacon. What is it? Pack of bacon? Yeah. Ooh, oh, okay. Whole pack of I like where he's going with this. Yeah. Absolutely. Or if you really want, if you're looking at the calories that close, you can cut it down to half a pack of bacon and just uh, render <laughs> What's it. What's the point? Yeah. No, go no. back to the pack of bacon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank don't you. See, well, see, you don't You don't uh, want to dilute the taste of the rutabaga. Thank you. Two packs of bacon well, and I've been happy uh, with that. <laughs> <laughs> you stand by your guns, Ron. One pack yeah, of bacon. By golly. Okay. Yeah, and, and, yeah, like I said, cut it in a little one-inch pieces and just fry the whole pack down. And at the same time, you want to, uh, a little better than parboil your two large rutabagas that have been cut into one-inch cubes. And uh, parboil it a little better than parboil. Just get them slightly soft. Add them and drain the water. Drain the water carefully. And then... Um, now you can pour your um, all your bacon drippings and fried bacon into that pot of uh, parboiled rutabagas. Add one large slivered onion, uh, two tablespoons of sugar. Oh, um, about goodness! One, yeah, one teaspoon, of, at least one heaping teaspoon of salt. You can add more later, and then black pepper, and then you mix that up, toss it all up in the pot, and cover it up, add a little bit of water, you can keep some of the water you parboil it in. So basically, it's your parboiled um, rutabagas uh, with all the bacon drippings poured over it, along with the bacon, um, two tablespoons of sugar, uh, one teaspoon of salt, and then black pepper to taste, and yeah. uh, the onion, the slivered onion, one whole slivered onion, work it all up. Toss it up together, cover it, and just let it go to town for about 30 minutes. You can serve oh. that with cornbread muffins. Oh, my gosh. Uh, cornbread or cornbread muffins, if you want. Now, Ron, one, where one are you from that, you're, that you've got rutabaga right. recipes? Uh, right here from the south. That came from my grandmother's recipe. She, she originally was from Mississippi on my dad's side. And they well, hey, Ron, I can her. just tell Jer- Jerry is just excited about this <laughs> recipe. Can you... Uh, Send us a copy of it so he can put it in play. Yeah, would you? <laughs> would you do that? I'll, I'll make it a point to do that, gentlemen. And All I know right. I can reach you at Millburgers, you, right? You left out the most important part. No, he's going to get your It must have gotten torn off the recipe. The last uh, last sentence in that, after you've done all that, is mm-hmm. pour all that 
garbage uh, rutabaga off yeah, just and eat the bacon. They so, well, can yeah. make anything taste good. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ron, <laughs> just Milton at KLUP.com, and I'll, I'll make sure. Yeah, Calvin's has more of a northern rutabaga taste. I didn't know they did rutabagas in Mississippi. Uh, but that sounds good. We'll have to try that. Yeah, that old, that old recipe sounds like it'd be good with kale too. Yeah. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> Trace, when will oh, yeah. the rutabaga transplants be in? Uh, <laughs> are you having trouble getting them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand that. Well, well, just so we have just so we have rutabaga seed on the uh, rack again. David always makes me carry rutabaga when we're got strawberries. Oh, that's uh, that's yeah. rhubarb. Oh, that's rhubarb. Okay. Rhubarb. Yeah. Never mind. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's thank kind of you, Ron. Yeah, Ron. Yes, glad, to, glad to help. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll pass it on to Calvin. He'll have to, now just, he'll have to try to make it. Just because your nope. grandma ate them during the Depression. Now, don't, don't, That's no. all they had, Ron. <laughs> That's not true. They, they feed rutabagas to prisoners in, When was the last time England. you did this, Ron? When, was, when did you make this recipe last? I, last uh, two weeks ago. But it was uh-huh. carried on by my mom, too. Thank you. And, Ron, are you in well, prison now? Um, <laughs> no? Only, be, only because of COVID in my home. Oh, okay. But, uh, uh. So I think yeah. Ron is the exception to the rule. He yes. likes this recipe. It's from his grandma in Mississippi. Don't be making fun of a Mississippi grandma. You will get in Thank trouble. You. Thanks, Ron. Well, she became quite, quite detective. You're welcome, gentlemen, and I'll get that to you. Cool. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Ron. All right, Trace, you're going to get to wrap up the show. What's going on? It's busy now. Oh, we just had a uh, one of the listeners came in and bought a, a lemon. Oh, good. And he made a comment that I'm, we're not supposed to be talking about hummingbird pee. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Why that? I, I don't know. Yeah, that very few. I, people I assume you were the one that brought it up. No. Well, I would <laughs> really assume that Trace? very few people. Uh, Sympathize uh, with the hummingbird with the, with the hummingbird and their intestine. Yeah, I mean, it started. takes me to to. I thought ha- it was have pity on the hummingbird. That's little, okay. You don't you don't have to and defend sparrows. you don't have to defend yourself. Yep. Oh. And I thought it was a little better than the coyote year. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure was, the conversation uh, did go a little better. There, uh, there was no big <laughs> article on how to collect the hummingbird urine. Well, now we hadn't let our man in uh, Austin. Oh no, I shouldn't have said get loose on it. I shouldn't have said anything. All right. Um, let's see. What else is going on? Uh, we have lots of tomatoes here. What, talk a little bit. Let's end the show talking about the grapes. We've got yeah. about nine or so, and these are 4011 or something? Yeah, the, the important thing is that they're pierced disease resistant. resistant. Yeah. And they'll grow on their own, right? You and can a, do them on their own? Yeah, or? Yeah. Okay. It's a seedless gray, uh, green, isn't it, Jerry? Is yeah. This, yeah. It's a... Uh, he said a white grape. Yeah, is that yeah. is that is that green? Yeah. Is that the same thing? Yeah. Okay. And uh, this, this is the first first time they've ever been available. We're talking about the grapes, Trace. We're going to wrap up the show with that. Okay. All right. I like grapes. They're my way. So I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think about them every time I come up here. It's a fourteen hundred new white seedless table grape. And uh, Dr. Larry Stein, who's our state horticulturist, uh, furnished the the wood that uh, we rooted these from. And these were rooted by the R&D team. One of these has an inch caliper 
yeah. cutting in it. Because hmm. we use old sticks. We just stuck them in the ground and they, and they rooted. So uh, they're they're supposed to be supposed to live uh, longer because they're pierce resistant. And the wineries are oh. especially interested in these. Okay. Well, I love my wine. So. Yeah. You can make wine and chili pekins, and you'd be happy. Yep. All right, we're going to wrap up the show. Thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Ron for the recipes. We'll see you tomorrow.